This is the Evil Chocolate Cookie Grab Bag Podcast. Welcome to we are Jamie and my best friend. She's also an author and other things. Hey, Katie. Hi. Oh man. So, first of all, a little bit of a, game, a little bit of game show news. We are NBC is rebooting a classic game show. It's a little game show called Password. Reboot. Exactly. So <laughs> this is exciting. Okay. So. We're seeing now a lot of networks rebooting older game shows, and we're going to talk about that in just a few moments. But first, back in 1994, Sony had a great idea. A network dedicated to nothing but game shows. And so that's and so that network, which became Game Show Network, was born way back in 1994. I was two when this happened. Katie, you, you weren't even born yet. Right. Um I was two when this happened. We didn't have it on our TV yet, and, and even if we did, I wouldn't know. Um, I wouldn't even know what it was about. About if we, um, if, um, even if we did have it, <laughs> right? Anyway, so, but my first exposure to this network came. I was visiting family and friends uh, in Jack, uh, uh, family in Jackson, Mississippi, and they had it on. and And the first show I ever watched was the Newlywed Game. Oh, I love that show. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so. But fast forward 20-something years later, and, and it doesn't have that, that network smell anymore, if you will. I mean, it's mostly like 85% of it is like America Says or Catch-21. They like only run two other game shows, Deal or No Deal and Match Game. They don't, I mean, it, it's just gone downhill. And I think a, I think a part of that is, as you said, the redundance of the schedule. It's the same thing all day. <clears throat> exactly, and I think, and I think that with the, I think that the problem with the network is either they've run out of shows to air. I mean, guys, you guys have a whole vault full of classic episodes that you can air of of, of shows. I mean, come on, you can air Russian Roulette. You can air. You know, um, Hollywood Showdown. You can air Whammy. You can. I, I mean, come on. They used to license game shows from other groups. So they they used to run Millionaire. They used to run um, uh, Pyramid. They uh, they used to run Twenty One back when it was on Fox. So it's not like they don't have anything to put on the air. They got plenty to air. Exactly. However, you however then you look at Game Show Central. Game Show Central is a, is a much different story because they specialize in running uh, game shows, including some newer ones, too. So, for example, you'll see shows like, um, like Catch-21, as I mentioned. You'll see... Um, okay, help me out here. You'll see shows like Friend or Foe. Mm-hmm. You'll, see, you'll see 20Q, which the- is... One of- Amazing. Yeah, very hilarious game show. You'll see 20Q. You'll see Emo Genius, which is more like texting, like a texting-themed game show. It's very visual in nature. You have to decipher what is what the text message is by looking at a series of emojis. Which, if you're blind like us, won't do us a whole lot of good. <laughs> hey, maybe I should send you one of those later. Uh, yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see, how, see so, how long it takes so, you to figure it out. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. 
So let's see. I mean, there, there's all kinds of. I mean, there's all kinds of material that they can pull from. I think. I think the reason why it's different programming, like I don't know why you see like different programming on the Pluto TV Game Show Central versus the Roku Channel Game Show Central. I it, it's much different programming. Someone on Facebook said that Pluto TV has that feed all to themselves, so they, I guess, they have slightly more control over what's broadcast. I think both Pluto and Roku have their own feed. So, like, so for example, they can control what comes on and what comes off. Well, the the Roku channel feed is used literally everywhere else. It's used on Samsung. It's used on Redbox. It's used on IMDb TV, all those places. Right. And then you've just got Pluto over here being the oddball with their own really messed up feed. (laughs) Yeah, which, 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 Catch Twenty One airs so many times on oh, that feed. Just, it's 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 freaking unbelievable. And then and then you and and then you add in like I mean they'll they'll air like other game shows on the network, but it's very very rare. And now they've actually picked up twenty five words or less at like six o'clock in the morning. Right, right, right. So um and, and, um and Pluto has this weird problem, and I can't and Pluto, Pluto has this weird glitch where. When they get ready, ready to start the, start a new episode, it'll be like a, a like a sixty second pause in programming. It's really annoying. Just just start the episode. Yeah, exactly. And and now the Roku channel doesn't have that problem. Exactly. Thankfully, so the version on Roku doesn't doesn't have that problem. And then and then and then the Roku TV, the Roku channel also has its own version of the Price is Right channel, which. I would imagine that they need to license like episodes from the '90s to be aired on that service, so it's gonna take a while. Well, that and I mean, Fremantle owns the prices, right? And they're also the ones who own the channel. I'm I'm thinking a big part of the problem is getting the archives together because that show broadcasts five days a week for the majority of the year. Right, exactly. And mind you, they've got fifty years worth of reruns. Right, and if you're just going off of Bob Barker's time host, they've got 35 years to pull from, and even that's quite a bit. Right, exactly. And in addition to that, a lot of those episodes were made 40 years ago or or 30 years ago or more. So you so you, so you factor. I wanna I wanna kind of take people behind the scenes a little bit. If you ever watched Buzzer or any network that has old game shows, people will often say, "Jamie, how come these episodes don't look right?" <laughs> well, you gotta remember something. A lot of those a lot of those shows, right, Katie, were made 40 years ago or more. Right. A lot of them were made, like, in black and white and stuff like that. And when, you know, color was just beginning in HD and 4K and all that kind of stuff didn't even exist yet. Right. So so the first thing that has to happen is each episode has to undergo a process called digitization, which basically means it takes an analog videotape and makes a digital copy of it. And these are made, and and these are made in real time. So, um, an analog episode will take probably about thirty minutes to to to, to digitize. That's right. the first thing that has to happen. The second thing is each episode is screened for quality control to make sure that there's no deterioration in 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 the show itself, in the episode itself. 
So, because again, we're talking about really old, old episodes here. We're, we're not talking about, we're not talking about yesterday's price, right? We're talking about stuff that was like, we're talking back in the 60s, 70s, and even, and even back in the 1980s. So it takes a while to, to screen those episodes and make sure that there's no deterioration in the, in the quality of the show. And, and, yeah, and, and the next thing that has to happen is they may have to, they may have to edit or remove a part of the show for any glitches that occur with the episode. Uh, they may have to edit. Maybe there was some language that was in there that wasn't good. Things like that. Mm-hmm. Now, the next thing that has to happen is the FCC, you know, the people that, that the people that are the source of things like net neutrality, you know, or, or as I say on Family Guy, the fellas at the freaking FCC. <laughs> the, also the ones who are trying to get TikTok banned but that's a topic for a whole nother show. Right. The FCC requires that um, each episode or each show have closed captioning. So, so and, it, and it takes about a half hour for those, clap, for those clap captions to get generated. Closed captioning for, for, for our blind friends out there is basically, it's the same show, right, Katie? It, closed captioning, it's basically the visual equivalent of audio description. Right. So if you can't hear, like, let's say you have a cousin or or grandparent who can't hear, this is basically a way allows them to read the TV if they can't hear the TV. Right. Which is also why you hear, but you don't you don't hear this on cable channels, you hear this mostly on, on networks. Closed captioning is brought to you in part by the following. Basically it means somebody had to sponsor the captioning to be put on your TV. It's called closed captioning, I found out, because in order to turn it on, you literally have to go into your TV's or cable box's menu and toggle it on. Um, I know on my TV, you, you got to go to, I think I think it's settings. Settings it's and then accessibility, accessibility. And then it's the first option that you see. Right, right. Now, again, this, this can vary depending on models. I know on my cable box here in the studio, here in my studio, I, it's the option key, and then I think it's the number one because the number two would turn on the would turn on on the sap. Um, yeah, and then the number three turns on the screen reader thingy because I think we have the same setup. Mm-hmm. And so number one, no, number one would turn on the closed captions, which I think are also called subtitles too. I think right, and you can those terms are often used interchangeably, and actually those networks things that you mentioned earlier i like to make fun of them especially when they broadcast like three of them in one commercial break and i'll be like mm-hmm. closed captioning is sponsored in part by the wdca the we don't care association because we really don't care because we don't because <laughs> because, we, because we didn't perform anyway i so. feel like the people that need the captions are just glad they're there and they really don't care who had to pay for them right exactly okay so once the captioning is done and then the, then everything is sent to their is sent to Buzzer, for example, their broadcast facility, which which prep, which preps the files for air, meaning they meaning meaning they check everything one more time to make sure that everything is is done the way it's supposed to be done before the episodes are actually aired. Now, sometimes, especially when you're working with 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 with, uh, with old content, you have to, or you may know you you might notice that the the episodes are often out of order. Right, which is not a problem in some shows, but in others that have, say, Super Password, for instance, if you try to watch that out of order, it's going to mess with your brain. Yeah, and sometimes there's episodes that they just can't air because the tapes were damaged, or they couldn't get a clean copy of it, 
or and 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 mind you, you know, we're talking about Fremantle Media or it was um, or which formerly which is formerly Mark Goodson Productions, which which is why you you know you hear that said on many of many game shows. Well, not uh, much these days, but but, but occasionally. Well, right. Fremantle owns the licensing to many shows, and they can't. You know, I mean, the buzzer can't. I mean, it's it's like buzzer can say, "Hey, Fremantle, can you give us a a newer copy of this episode of of Card Sharks or whatever?" Because they may not be able to. Well, and Fremantle also owns Buzzer, so it seems like if they've got it, the network will get it. Yeah, that that that's that's about the size of it. You also might notice now if you're watching Buzzer through an antenna versus watching it through a, a streaming service that some things may may look a little bit different. Well, the reason for that has to do with the fact that it, if it's a streaming service, they're they're te- technically not allowed to air infomercials. So Yay! they need right I hate those. Yeah, so they need something to fill in that extra time. So so this is why you'll often, like, if you're watching Buzzer between, I'd say, 6 to 9 o'clock in the morning, Eastern time, unless they changed it, um, you will see game shows. You will not see infomercials or or um, or those uh, EI shows, you know, the, the educational, you know, the travel logs and animal shows and stuff like that. Right. You could, you could turn Buzzer on at 4 o'clock in the morning and find a game show. Yeah, basically. I'm not sure what's on the schedule at four o'clock in the morning. I haven't checked lately, but I'm sure mm-hmm. it's there. Mm-hmm. I know what used to be on the weekend schedule at four o'clock in the morning, but I think they moved it. Something else that you also may have noticed too is that some shows, whether you're watching through the antenna or not, don't start at the top or bottom of the hour like they're supposed to. Right. This is due to the age of their content. Again, we're talking about shows that were made 40 years ago or more. So that's why they always recommend when using your DVR, it's best to set it to start maybe a few minutes before or after the hour. So like if they don't like, like, for example, if you know that that pressure comes on at, say, four o'clock in the afternoon, it Which may coincidentally not always, it does. <laughs> yeah, it may not always it, it may not always start. Like Kate, help me out here. So it so, might start at three fifty nine. It might start at four oh two. It doesn't always start um, on the hour or on the half hour, right? So when using your DVR, they suggest setting it to record maybe three or four minutes beforehand, right? Which and you I, can. I which, think a lot of that has to do with the fact that they're. You know, there weren't like as many commercials and stuff on the air at the time, right? They also, yeah, and that's an, and that's part 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 of digitizing it is they have to figure out okay how much time is in this that we can that we can insert advertising. Now, if you watch Buzzer on your antenna, you may hear you may see a lot of what I call bottom of the barrel advertising. You know, those advertisements that they're talking about Medicare or. Oh, 1-800, this is a scam to buy this product. It's never going to do any good. Right. Or you may see, and I see this all the time on mine, you may see one for uh, Shriners Hospitals, or you may see something for that new product or whatever. I saw, I was, I swear, Katie, I swear to you, I was watching Buzzer one night. Um, I was, they, they were airing, that was the time I called you, they were airing, they were airing the million dollar password. Oh, I love that show. The mm-hmm. format's weird, but the show itself is pretty good. Uh, and let me just say this. 
Rest in peace, Regis Philbin. Exactly. Rest in peace, Regis. Anyway, so so uh, I was watching it, and the commercials came on, and they were trying to get you to buy a new like vacuum or something like that. I'm like, but the thing is, why would the, I need a vacuum? I don't even have carpet. Good point. Well, I mean, I mean, we we, we don't we don't have carpet here, but we have a robot vacuum. Anyway. The the thing about these the thing about these Diginet channels that's what these networks are called the ones that you watch with an antenna they're like twelve point two or twelve point four or whatever. Uh huh. These are those are those are those are known as those are known as Diginets and Diginets don't make much money. So a lot of them will air. They're they're branded as direct response commercials. The ones that have one the ones the ones that have an eight hundred number on them. Mm-hmm. The ones that usually start with, like, "Are you tired of blank?" and you had pro and you and you know, like I, I saw one. It was uh, many many years ago. It was called the Potty Patch, and it's based. Um, and for those who uh, uh, for those of you who don't know what this product did, it's basically a piece of turf like grass that your dog goes to the bathroom on, so you don't so you don't have to take your lazy butt outside. Or well, you're like, like I can see the function of it if it's ten degrees below zero. No one wants to go outside in that. Yeah. Or if but, it's ten degrees to boiling you. Yeah. Although most dogs have a penchant for tearing apart most everything. So a lot of, <laughs> and Katie, you have what two dogs, right? Yeah, we've got two, and they they figured out that they can get my door open, so I have to barricade it with everything. Oh dear. Yeah, but most dogs have a penchant for tearing apart anything and everything. So many and many consumers, so many people's potty patches don't last any more than a few days. And then they have to go buy a new one. Yeah, then you gotta buy a brand new one, and then they chew that up, and then you gotta buy a brand. I, which I think was, I think, which is, I think that was the idea. I saw a commercial once on a, on Buzzer for this thing called the Wax Vac. It's basically a device that is designed to help you keep your ears clean and dry. And that sounds like a way to injure yourself more than anything. Well, given the ow during the commercial, yeah, I can kind of see how. <laughs> Although you can do the same thing with just a simple washcloth and a lot of patience. And so. Well, actually, from what Ken Jennings said in one of his books, there's not a lot of cause to do anything most of the time because your jaw movements will break up most of that stuff naturally. The only time you have a problem is when it gets really backed up and then you need to go to the doctor. So you don't hurt Which yourself. happened to me about five years ago. I had to go to the doctor. So luckily, I just happened to have an appointment that day. Um, <laughs> well, that's fortunate. So, yeah. So I, I could still hear, but it's really muffled. Oh, I hate that. I had that happen to me one time. Tell you the, I'll tell you a, a worse one. I had that happen when I got my AirPods for Christmas the year before last. My mm-hmm. right AirPod was like really, really muffled. And I'm just like, okay, what's going on with my AirPod? I thought I, I, thought I was losing my hearing or the AirPod was broken. Guess what was wrong with the AirPod? What? It had a big chunk of goop stuck in it. And by goop, we mean earwax. Exactly. <laughs> I had a I had a friend tell me once. Uh, she said that she said that her she said her ears had so much wax in it. There was enough there there was enough wax piled up. There, there was enough wax piled up that she was considering opening that she was considering opening up a candle shop. <laughs> but that's what. But that. But so I I love how these commercials try to fill a need that you didn't even know that you had. <laughs> 
Um, I the, I think the the main one I caved into I got a snuggie one time. Yeah, I have one of those here. Don't walk sure. with it. Don't walk with it because you will trip over the other end. Ah, they're they're longer than they need to be, and they can have a bunch of your feet. Mm-hmm. Unless you feel like covering up your face just to lift it up, then I feel like your oxygen supply would suffer. Yeah, don't, so, don't, don't. If you're going to wear it, don't walk with it. I know it's meant to yeah. move around with you, but if it was really meant to move around with you, they would have made it a little bit shorter. Yeah, exactly. So if you're going to be relaxing at home in your bedroom, here's what you can do to keep yourself nice and warm while you watch Game Show, while you watch Game Show Central. Take, take a pillow, climb under your blanket, stretch out, and there you go. Just, and don't fall asleep. And try not to fall asleep. Of course, that's that's easy to do because you're laying in bed and your brain thinks, okay, we're going to bed now. Well, I have Game Show Central on at night a lot of times, and I do fall asleep. You ever fall asleep watching, like, The Weakest Link or The Prices, or, or, or not The, the Weakest Link, uh, Fifth Grader or whatever? I fall asleep with whatever I decide to turn on, and then I just put my sleep mask on so the TV doesn't blind me. You're already blind, Katie. That's that's not a problem. <laughs> You're already blind, Katie. That 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 shouldn't be a problem, right? <laughs> Good point. By the way, Pluto TV game show best service ever. Yeah, when that channel came out, it was all over Facebook, and when I found out about it, I'm just texting everyone I know that could potentially care. Hey, go download Pluto TV. Uh, you, folks, I, t- I gotta tell you something. When it comes to game shows, I always ask Katie because. <laughs> so Katie, I think Katie, I think you texted me and said, "Hey, there's a new channel. It's called Game Show Central," and I turned it on, and they were airing the American Bible Challenge, mm-hmm, which also got yanked off of Netflix. Yeah. Now, but that one is really good. They they. I think that one has a much more uniform schedule, and they're always adding to it. They're always putting more stuff on it. Yeah, and that one doesn't have the big gaps. In place of the gaps, they play this cute little jingle. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, what, Katie, what's your favorite show that airs on, on Pluto TV game show? Probably Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? Which, by the way, Ken Jennings, if you're out there listening to this podcast, which I hope he is, uh, Ken, if you're out there right now, he tapped out after he tapped out at half a million dollars. On yeah, Twitter. he he knew where his limits were, which uh, you really have to applaud because a lot of the contestants they will get greedy. Mm-hmm. He knew he knew what he was there to do, and he knew he wasn't super confident, so he made the wise decision to just go just home. To, yeah, yeah, he made the wise decision to, as we just say, to tap out before he was tapped out. Basically, yeah, he really didn't want to lose four hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars. And really, can you blame him? No, no, not really. And <laughs> there, there are a lot of these contestants, and we're gonna talk about. I think we're, I think we're gonna talk about this too. A lot of contestants who they don't know when to stop. I, you ought to hear me yelling at people watching these. They'll be, they'll just keep going and keep going and keep going. And I'm like, if you don't get away from that, I'm going to reach the TV really, and drag really. you through it. Really, really. Like, for example, on the big one, the price is right. If you're at 90 cents, if you, you stop. If you're above 60, I would highly advise you to not touch that wheel again unless someone <laughs> yeah. is ahead of you. Now, now, we have seen cases, and this is one of the best episodes ever, where three out of four contestants spun a dollar on the wheel. 
<laughs> Christmas Eve episode from last year. We're looking at you. Mm-hmm. One of the best episodes ever. <laughs> yes, literally everybody won. Yeah, everybody won. Now, and and of course, you know, we've also, you know, we we've also seen this episode of Family Feud where where one player got all the number one answers and they just got the money. The second player person didn't even get a chance to play. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. So let's so getting back to to get Pluto TV game show. They're always adding new content. Um, it's not all Catch Twenty One and America says they have like the older supermarket sweep, the older, the, you know, the I think they have the Bo Ingvall hosted lingo instead of the Chuck Lorre version of, of lingo that, uh, that that's on. They even have the Pluto TV even has some British game shows. Oh yeah, and though and and they look a lot different than the the, the U.S. game shows. They are highly bizarre. There's this one. It's 101 ways to leave a game show. And let's just say if you are removed from that show, you are removed in a very unique manner. You know, speaking of which, there this was on many years ago. It's not on the air anymore. A game show called Russian Roulette. Yeah, you were also removed from that in a very unique manner. Let's talk. Let, let's talk about that one, Katie. So for those for those who don't for those who don't know about that show, Katie explains. Okay, so basically, what happens? They ask you a question. If you get it right, you're golden. If you get it wrong. Then you have to play the game show, the game showized version of Russian Roulette, so no one's gonna get murdered or anything like that. Oh, thank Bas- God! Basically, you just have to pull this thing, and it like spins this thing around, and if it lands on the right zone, you're good. But you do have drop zones, and if you land on a drop zone, clunk. Okay. Yeah. It's it, it's said that you drop out of the that you drop off that you drop that you drop off the stage or whatever, but well, I mean, you do basically you you just drop into a foam pit below the floor. Yeah, because I don't think their insurance want you know you know you know would cover accidental like breaking of a leg or an ankle. They or something wouldn't like want that. To, they wouldn't want to drop you into the basement. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe there's maybe there's like a big basement. Like below the studio, I often wondered about that. There's like a big basement below the below the the GSN studios in San, um in um, um in Los Angeles. I think they'd be kind of cool <laughs> if they uh, if they went that way. Um, another 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 um game show thing that I think a lot of us don't remember is is the game show Cram. That show, that show was arguably cruel to humans, but at the same time, it was hilarious to watch. Yeah, well, you, oh, oh, yeah, it was, it was hilarious. Then there was Wheel Two Thousand. Now, if you don't know what this game show was, it's Wheel of Fortune, Kids Edition, which is awesome. Yeah, it was. It aired as part of CBS Kids, which I got watching on Saturday mornings. Um, it, 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 now, now there were several game shows for kids on, or, you know, around during this point. I mean, Nickelodeon had, had a lot of game shows. Um, Disney Channel had a few, one called Mad Libs. I love that game. Mm-hmm. I, I actually play on my smart devices a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was um there was there was Teen Jeopardy, which I think aired on on local stations. I think there was a kid version of Jeopardy, which really wasn't that good. No, um, it wasn't. It was. 
Imagine Jeopardy with the double whammies from the show Whammy mixed in. Yeah. Now they did have, and I saw it on TV, and I actually, I actually ordered one. They have a like a stuffed whammy plushy thing. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Hey mom, I'm, hey mom, hey mom, I'm sleeping with whammy tonight. <laughs> I probably would. Mm-hmm. So let's let's talk about the fact. Okay, let's talk about let's talk about game show reboots now here on the Wachaka Grab Bag with Jamie and Katie. So game show reboots, you know, I, I think it started way back in 2013 when the when the big wigs at ABC said, you know what, we're gonna reboot some old some 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 old game shows that have aired as part of our network, and that began and that was the nucleus for a block called Sunday Fun and Games. Uh huh. Now, of course, I didn't really get into the picture until 2019 when they came out with Fresh Your Luck. But... Right. But the, the the first batch of games we got were we got the new uh, pyramid, the the new hundred thousand dollar pyramid with which Michael is Spring amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, then, which by the way, I I think ABC is a great place for that show because yes. it aired on GSN for like one year before it was canceled. <laughs> there have been there have been so many different incarnations of pyramid. There's been eight. I think it's like been nine of them. I think. No, eight, eight of them. Eight of them. I, think I think we can. Uh, I think we can agree that Pyramid 2012 was the biggest failure in the bunch. Probably, yeah, I mean, look, I mean, look at who they had hosting it, Mike Richards. So there's, <laughs> and it only lasted for what twelve weeks. Yeah, before like it was that? canceled. Exactly. I, <laughs> I, I watched it. I'll it take failure for two hundred, please, Alex. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, I watched it when it first came out on GSN. I'm like, okay, this is. Because I didn't know the controversy that was Mike Richards at the time. I, you know, I well, I nobody did. Oh, really? Because, really, I mean, nobody knew that he was involved at the time, even though he was at that point working on The Price Is Right. Mm-hmm. It wasn't common knowledge that he was pulling strings. Yeah. By the way, um, if you guys are wondering, well, okay, what happened to Rich Fields? Rich Fields is actually here in my area. And he is the uh, meteorologist of. Come on in. Anyway, he is the he is the meteorologist of 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 Ten Tampa Bay, which is the which is the uh, network affiliate here. I I would actually love. I know it's probably never going to happen, but I would love to get him on here one of these days. Oh sure, absolutely, absolutely. I I could always ask, but I'd probably just get told to get lost. Yeah, yeah, but Rich, yeah, Rich is the. Which is one of the meteorologists here um, at Ten Tampa Bay, which is awesome. I watch him every day. At, I like like that's probably the only reason I watch the news is for, it's for Rich Fields. <laughs> and actually, he has his own podcast now. It's on YouTube. Ooh. I gotta see that. Um, I think new episodes come out Mondays at three o'clock Eastern. Mm-mm. I've been meaning to watch it since he got started with it, but. And that brings me to something else. Life got so hectic that I couldn't, which brings me to something I want to... Guys, I want to apologize that I dropped off the grid for so long. It was not intentional. Life went to you-know-where in a handbasket, and I couldn't record. Yep. 
and but thankfully she's back and we're back and let's talk about and, and um, let's get back back to our conversation so yeah so um abc said you know that they, they had the pyramid they had um, um a really poorly constructed version of match game yeah and the the problem with that the problem with that wasn't the host it wasn't any of the celebrities that they got it was them scripting match game if you mm-hmm. if you've seen the 70s version of match game and even the 90s version you'll know that was unscripted and therefore hilarious because you never knew what was going to come out of someone's mouth oh yeah oh, when yeah. they started scripting it is when we started having problems because everybody just it was so awkward and you could just tell it wasn't natural. And of course, the execs at uh, at, at ABC canceled it. And, um, uh, um, and of course, the the execs at ABC eventually gave eventually gave that that reboot what, what I call the network axe. <laughs> they gave that reboot the boot. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. We eventually uh, now we later on got celebrity celebrity family feud. We got we got Presser Luck a few years ago in 2019. Um, Which is got, actually coming back in exactly six days. Mm-hmm. We got a we got a rebooted supermarket sweep with a different host, but of course that it sucked. Which which sucked, and it was eventually canceled. We got the chase back on the network, which is actually still going, and it's pretty amazing. I and 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 Katie, you sent this to me. I watched this one clip where the beast tapped out before the end of the of the round. Yeah, that guy that made him do that is now one of the experts on masterminds. What, what what's his name? Oh, I don't remember. Well, actually, I don't know if it was masterminds or if it was best ever trivia show. I know he's been an expert on one of them. Of course, yeah, masterminds like, is just a revamped version of best ever trivia show. So moot point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I forgot the question that Brooke had asked him, and she's like, he's like. You, you you played well, man. So, uh, sir, I'm 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 done. Congratulations. I'm like, and the crazy part is, it never happened again. And right, I don't think it's happened before or since. Yeah, you never see James Holtower doing something like that. No, no, no. James Holtower is too full of himself. Yeah, which I think I think they're I think they're trained for that. I think they're meant to intimidate the players and stuff like that. But I guarantee you, you know. But I guarantee well, I, you, James didn't have to be trained much, if at all. Right, right. He just acts like that naturally. Mm-hmm. He was. He even had the nerve to trash talk. I think it was Matt Amodio during his Jeopardy streak. He was throwing shade on Twitter, and I'm just like, really, James? Yeah, come on, come on, dude. That you know, you, you gotta that's know. Not, that's not okay. That's you got Sportsmanship. You gotta know when to turn it off eventually. Of course, I forgive him because he did the same thing to Mike Richards, and it was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we 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 got the chase, and we're getting a new game show on on ABC. Uh, I think next week, and I'll and and and, and of course we'll, we'll we'll be watching that. They also brought back to tell the truth for ABC. I haven't watched the new version. I I like the '90s one. You mean the one with uh, with John O'Hurley? No, the one before. Oh, the one with Alex. Yeah. Ah. Which I'm, which, oh, he, which, which I'm pretty sure. He cracked me up with that first episode. He said, and I'm 
basically quoting this verbatim, although I may have to paraphrase a little, he said, to tell the truth, I am absolutely thrilled to be here because in the first time of my nearly 20 years of hosting game shows, I get to work sitting down. So thank you, NBC. (laughs) (laughs) I I saw that episode, by the way. I I watched it a whole bunch of times. Oh, gosh. Oh, good heavens. Yeah. I, I I think I think that you know the beauty of game shows I think is you don't really you don't really need audio description because there's so many sound effects that tell you exactly what it is that you did. Right, and so, some game shows do have audio description, but honestly, it's kind of redundant. Yeah, you 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 really don't need it. We don't care if Brad Rutter is wearing a green hat. No, not 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 really, not really. <laughs> there were. He could wear a kangaroo on his head for all we care, as long as he's were, being entertaining. There was, yeah, there were several home editions of a lot of game, classic game, like game shows and stuff like that, like video games and stuff like that. But you know, there wasn't. I think, I think there were several home editions of like. There's probably like a home edition of there. There were many home editions of like Pressure Luck and stuff. Right. So there were an iOS version that unfortunately no longer exists. Yeah, they probably. I I know they have like a like have like have like a, like a Wheel of Fortune game, but you but you need to have the 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 Echo Show with the screen, right? They really need to make a pressure luck game for Echo. Like I don't see how I don't see how, 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 how a blind person would play could play that 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 game though the the Me Wheel either. of Fortune. I don't I don't see how one could though. I mean, maybe they probably made a made a little thing thing for it. You know, you got to have like you know, and I think there's like probably the you know, you, you got to buy the Echo buttons as well for those things. I had Echo buttons. I'm not exactly sure what happened to them. Probably, the, probably in all the moving and stuff like that. That that's the thing. It's like whenever you move, when, whenever you whenever you move, it almost seems it almost seems, it seems like you're losing things. Like my mind. Well, there's. Oh that. my lord! It just about drove me crazy. Yeah. Now. Now, um, I want to. Um, I want to talk. Uh, briefly about the work like like okay guys when uh when it comes to any game show whether it's especially the ones that like 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 deal or no deal if it's a, if it's over like six like the offers like over like six hundred thousand dollars you might you might want to stop yeah you might want to get out of there and quit while you're ahead because uh, your luck you're gonna have one penny in your case yeah you also you also need need to be careful careful with show with shows like Pressure Luck because especially if it's like you know because now they they've added the one million dollar, uh bonus round, right? You have to be careful because there's because again four whammies in your out so I mean it, it's the same concept on the old shows, you got to be real careful with that. And in the words of one of the end of show poems that was sent to the original Pressure Luck. The whammy hides under the button. The whammy hides up on the board. And if you hit one little whammy, he takes all the goodies you've scored. <laughs> <laughs> you should have heard Peter Tamarkin doing that. Oh, man. I miss Peter. I miss Me Peter. Me too. Oh, man. He was a good host. Let's talk about some of the best game show hosts. There, and there have been a lot of them. Definitely. And then there have been some that you just want to chuck a rock at and shut them up. <laughs> here's looking at, yeah, yeah. Here's here's looking here's looking at you, Mike Richards. Yep, we we have dissed Mike Richards quite a bit here, as you guys will remember. We made an episode last August. And- <laughs> Mike Richards. <laughs> exactly. 
But but the best ones obviously Alex is way at the top there. Yep. Closely followed yeah. by Bob Barker. Bob Barker, Todd Newton, who's the, who, who does a radio show now. And might eventually be one of our guests. Mm-hmm. Todd Newton, um, John O'Hurley, Regis. Pat, yeah, Pat Sajak, Regis, Gene um, Rayburn, Gene Rayburn, Meredith Vieira. Um, that guy from Super Password. I can never remember his name. <laughs> I think it was Alan Lutton. I think it was it was him. Oh, that he hosted Password and Password Plus. I can't remember the guy that hosted Super Password. Let's see. There was uh, there was Bob Eubanks, uh huh, from the Newlywed Game and Card Sharks. Card Sharks, yep. Mm-hmm. And then there was Jim Perry, who hosted the original Card Sharks. Mm-hmm. There was uh, oh, I can go on and on. There was Kennedy from Friend or Foe. Yeah, except for that time when she thought insulting Alex Trebek would be cool. <laughs> yeah, there was Kennedy. There was Chuck Woolery. There... Right, who actually used, who actually hosted the original Wheel of Fortune. Mm-hmm. There was Cat Dealey. Right, from 20Q. Mm-hmm. And she did, I think she did a few other shows too. Um, there was um, John Cena, who hosted the, the, the Nickelodeon version of Fifth Grader. Yeah, he, he was a good host. They just screwed up the format. Yeah. Again, there are some, there are some game shows that should have never, never, never been syndicated. Right. We, we discussed that, I think, in the last episode. Yeah, there is. So there's a. There's I refer you back to that if you didn't listen to it. Yep. Brooke, uh, Brooke Burns. Definitely. Yeah, you gotta um, love Brooke Burns. Oh, think of someone, and I, my brain is just not working. Drew Carey. Oh, yeah, him too. <laughs> yep, Wayne Brady. Right. Let's not forget him, and he actually hosted an older version of "Don't Forget the Lyrics." I know. I watched it. <laughs> Yeah, that the older version was. You don't you don't you don't like the current version. Um, it's. it's... Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got me on that one. Plus, um, the I can't separate the host of the new version from the house decorating show that she used to do. Oh, oh, oh Nisi Nash. Yeah, I can't yeah, separate I her from point. that and. I think this game shows are her thing in general. Mm-hmm. And then you had, um, oh, let me see. You had, um, you had name that tune. Yep. Yeah. That. Do you remember the moment? Yeah, that was, of truth? that was that was that was one of my favorite. That that was one of my that was one of my favorites as well. Was was name yeah. that tune? Yeah. Do you truth. I think I've listened to one like once. You also you also had some game shows that were just total flops. Like there was the chair. Remember the chair? Oh my lord, that was the worst idea ever. And don't even get me started on the gong show either. There was also the chamber. Yeah, why would you sign up for that? And I there was another one called Awake, the million dollar game that was on Netflix. I didn't see that one. And don't that bad, huh? Imagine, imagine cram in a much more tedious fashion with the contestants treated much worse. Oh my god! They were forced to stay up for twenty four hours, sitting there counting quarters. And if you didn't count enough, you automatically got eliminated. 
And of course, you know, now, of course, there were some good ones. Like, obviously, there was Minute to Win It and several other ones. Minute to Win It was always my favorite one. I, I love Minute to Win It. And then, of course, we had, you know, The Weakest Link and things like that. And then we had Inquisition, which was rather unique which, for its time. Which honestly might have traumatized poor Katie to death, but that's a different story. <laughs> well, The Inquisitor is just very scary. You mean, yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, the voice, yeah, kind of. Yeah, because he just starts yelling at these four contestants like mm-hmm. they could never do anything right. The Gordon right. Ramsay of game shows. That's what I refer to it. Refer to him as to the Gordon Ramsay of game shows. Yeah, so definitely. Um, so again, uh, we're uh, we're gonna see the new, um, the new password starting. I think you said August. Yeah, sometime in August. In August on wait. NBC. Check your local listings. Um, we're going to we're and, and um and we're going to see that and we should be seeing the, the new lingo soon, but we but no word yet on a date. Um, we know we're, the casting now. We are also getting the return of Celebrity Jeopardy this fall. Mm-hmm. Which may, which Maya may end up hosting. And speaking of this fall, we should know by this fall who our new permanent Jeopardy host is going to be. I'd say we'll know within the next two weeks. Yeah. And when we do, and you guys will know. Exactly. And, and folks, sadly, we won't be able to drag them out of the corner and get them on here. But if we could. Yeah. Hey, make, hey, 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 before we go, make sure you check out Katie's new book, The Host, The Contestants, and Me. <laughs> yeah, the audio narration kind of sucks, but it was the best I could do with my equipment. <laughs> exactly. And, and, that, um, and there you learn how to use your home's doorbell on Wheel of Fortune. And how to not let me design the Wheel of Fortune puzzles because they're all gibberish. Exactly. You exactly. Which which might explain why they don't like. Blind, I mean, now I would love to see a blind person on Wheel of Fortune. I want maybe maybe they, maybe they, maybe they could like specially adapt it or something. The, what I think they could do, it, it would take a chunk out of their budget. But there are these devices that they're like these braille displays, but they're multi-line. Mm-hmm. I figure they'd have to get one of those and attach it to the puzzle board. Right. They could do that. They could do that. Hey, if you love what we do here around here, make sure that you give us a rating in your favorite podcasting app so you so so that way other people other people people know where to find us. And make sure that you're following us too. And tell so your you can, friends. And tell your friends exactly. Well, guys, we're done here with, the, with done here. It's it's Evil Chocolate Grab Bag with Katie and Jamie. And and in the words of the immortal Bob Barker, Katie, you want to say it? Remember to get your pets spayed or neutered and help control the pet population. Exactly. And now to Katie's dogs, they hope, hope hopefully Katie's dogs have um, have already been uh, been fixed. <laughs> we think. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back next time. We love you guys. So long, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Evil Chocolate Grab Bag. If you'd like to contact me or support me, you can do that in a number of ways. First, if you'd like to contact me, you can do so via Twitter, Instagram, Clubhouse, and on the Good Pods Network at EvilCookies98. Via email at TheEvilChocolateCookie at gmail.com. Via Skype, searching for The Evil Chocolate Cookie. And via Discord at the Evil Chocolate Cookie number 4569. If you would like to support what I do, you can do that via listener support on this podcast or via Patreon at patreon.com slash the evil chocolate cookie. 
One-time donations are also possible at streamlabs.com slash theevilchocolatecookie1. Adding slash merch to the end of that URL will take you to the merch shop where you can get your own goodies. My other content can be found on YouTube at The Evil Chocolate Cookie, at twitch.tv slash The Evil Chocolate Cookie, and on TikTok at The Evil Chocolate Cookie. Thank you for listening. You're the best. And don't be evil.